Welcome to The Automators. I'm David Sparks and joined by my co-host, Rosemary Orchard. And this is where we talk about how to automate your technology to do your work for you. Hello, Rosemary. Hey, David. How are you? I am excellent. I uh, I have been in the, uh, the what do you call it, the Vision Proverse? I've been in the Matrix. Uh, what have you been in? Yeah, what do you yeah. call it? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 sort of virtual reality, but with the really good pastor and stuff, it's not really virtual reality. It's augmented reality. I don't know. All I can say is every time I see somebody wearing a Vision Pro headset, it kind of reminds me of Eve from Wally. And I rewatched Eve, I rewatched Wally this weekend and and now, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for Vision Pro. Because, you know, it'd be really cool if you could get like if you could look at a map and it would just like draw on there exactly where you needed to go. Um yeah. I've been calling mine Wally because it looks kind of like Wally's eyes, you know? The yeah. But at angle. the same time, the screen is a bit more like Eve and the yeah. way her eyes work. So, they, oh, yeah. yeah. Eve might work too. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, Rose, my couch is sitting here waiting. The Irvine uh-huh. Apple store is six miles from my house. So when you can't take it anymore, just, just come on over. <laughs> I'll take you out to Gumbo afterwards or something, you Ooh. know? So mm. you feel a little yeah. bit better about the cost. Between the flight and the <laughs> and the unit, um, I, I actually think that I heard uh, in the Max Record Labs, some people were having trouble actually going back with them that had flown over, like the customs um, was giving them a hard time. Well, I mean, I, I I haven't heard of customs giving people a hard time, but like it is a fairly high import cost that you have to pay. So you know, obviously, you're paying whatever the price is for the Vision Pro in the U.S., uh, and then there's sales tax and so on on top of that for various things, which I can't remember if you can reclaim or not because I haven't actually seriously looked at flying over to buy a Vision Pro. But either way, so you have to pay all of that, um, and you know, you pay for your flight, and then you fly back, and you need to go through there's you know the the two different uh, sort of uh, exit cues once you've got your bags back, you know, I have nothing to declare or I have something to declare. And you have to go through the one that says, I have something to declare and tell them what it is that you bought and how much it was. And uh, yeah, that that's where it gets very expensive. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Are you thinking about buying one when they do show up in the UK? I mean, I expect they probably will at some point. Yeah, when they show up in the UK, definitely. It's it's one of those things. When the iPad very first released over here, we didn't get it for quite some time. In fact, I seem to remember that we only got the iPad first gen shortly before the iPad second gen released. Um, yeah. And then for reasons I do not fully understand historically thinking, I bought an iPad 1 instead of an iPad 2. Yeah. Whoops. Don't ask me what I was thinking. Um, honestly, it, it was a great device and I, I really liked it. Um, and I'm kind of glad that my first iPad was the original iPad. Um, but at the same time, I should have bought the iPad too. So I feel like I'm going to hold off and see when it comes out over here because I've been hearing so many great things about the Vision Pro and the experience on it and so on. But at the same time, just like the early iPad, even the early iPods and iPhones, you know, there were big jumps between those first releases. You know, if we look at a, a more recent example of, you know, the Apple Watch, there was a huge jump between the first gen Apple Watch um, and the later Apple Watches, especially when it came to the operating system um, on it. And on top of that, you know, we've got the the M1 Max that, that came out, you know, they made some pretty big jumps um, as well. So I feel like it's, it's worth me holding off because I can't get one so easily. You know, I'd have to take holiday from work and, you know, fly over, buy it, you know, and, and also on top of that, you know, getting lenses to replace my glasses um you know i'd have to probably get them posted to you and get you to post those afterwards um and stuff you know it's complicated 
it. Um, so I feel like I'm better off waiting. Um, and this also means that I'm going to be going in completely blind, at least from a Vision Pro perspective. You know, I've I've tried an Oculus Quest. Uh, I have an Oculus Quest, um, actually, which I, I really enjoy. It's the Quest 2. Uh, it's great for playing things like Beat Saber and so on, on. But, you know, I'm going to be going in to the Vision Pro experience blind. But I feel like if I go in straight into second gen, that's going to be even more amazing. So I, I'm currently living vicariously. You know, it it can only get better from here. I, I actually think you're smart. I mean, even in people in the U.S. who are waiting for a second generation are are smart because this is a lot of money. And uh, if you want to buy it, you know, like I bought one, I think it's great to kind of see the future now. Uh, but mm-hmm. I do think it's going to get a lot better. And, and there's clear uh, points in this thing where they just haven't got to fixing basic things. Like the example I used in the labs the other day was I, I shot a video for the labs, like a, like I made a, like a kind of here it is video and me using stuff in it. And I finished shooting it and you tap on, and when I say tap, you look at a box and you tap your thumb and forefinger together. And it says, would you like to view it or delete it? And my eye just glanced down at the word delete at the moment I touch my finger. Oh, no. There's no confirmation dialog box. It's like, okay, deleted. You're welcome. It's like, well, I guess I'm doing that again. And like those kinds of things will not be in version two. Like they're, they're going to catch all that stuff now that it's out in the public. And, or another one that really stands out to me is uh, undo. There's no universal undo, which when you do things, when you confirm things by looking at it, tapping your thumb and forefinger together, it's actually easy to make a mistake because your eyes wander and, uh, mm-hmm. and an undo button, like a universal gesture for undo, I think is necessary. But either way, uh, we are going to talk today about Vision Pro, at least we're part of the show. And the story I want to talk about is automation with this new technology. I've been experimenting a bunch and I want to share it with the automators uh, audience uh, also, uh, but before we get started, I, we should say, you know, uh, in the bonus section today for, uh, automators max, we're actually, we're going to be talking about something entirely different. Uh, Rose has been doing some file management experiments. I'm doing some stuff too, with the idea that we'll do a show on this at some point. And we want to like talk about the status of some things we're up to. So that will be in the ad free extended version of the show today. You can learn about that over at relay.fm slash automators. Uh, but let's get on with the Vision Pro. Mm. So, David, how spectacular is Shortcuts on Vision Pro? I feel like that has to be the first question, right? Uh, well, the its existence is is spectacular that it's there. Uh, it is an iPad app. It is not a separate native version of Shortcuts for Vision Pro. It's just the the iPad app, and that's one of the features of this device is. In addition to running native apps, anybody who does not opt out and has an iPad app will show up. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. So do, do, do your main shortcuts that you use on a regular basis work on Vision Pro? Or have you run into um, hurdles where, you know, things don't work for various reasons yet? Well, actually, I want to, before I get into that, I will say iPad apps on Vision Pro are a sub uh, subpar experience compared to native apps, which shouldn't surprise anybody. But, um, you know, the whole input mechanism of Vision Pro is that you look at something with your eye and you tap your thumb and forefinger together. There is no handles or controllers uh, or trackpad, although you can use a trackpad. And the iPad apps in general, I find the touch targets sometimes are a little too close together. 
And, you know, the idea of like manipulating smaller buttons with your eyes is frustrating because sometimes you you feel like you're looking at it, but you're not, or it's not looking enough. And maybe if you just move your eye just a little bit to the left, like move your area of focus just a little bit to the left, but then you're not even really sure if you lit the button up because you're not looking at it, you know? And uh, so on the iPad apps, you sometimes have those problems. Uh, And like the idea of grabbing and moving a block of shortcut uh, with your eyes and thumb and forefinger, that's, that, that's madness. I mean, the way you usually click and drag is you look at something and you tap your thumb and forefinger together, hold them, and then you move it. Um, And you can kind of do that, but it's really not precise enough, at least at this iteration. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I, I think, Maybe they should look at a short a a Vision Pro native app, or I guess really what they're saying is, if you want to do shortcuts on a Vision Pro, you need to have a keyboard and trackpad. Right. And for for productivity work, I'll say I think that's a necessary accessory. Um, I bought off Amazon a little plastic tray that you can connect a Apple Bluetooth keyboard and a trackpad is as one unit. Um, 12 South has a nicer one, uh, but I haven't bought it. It's a, it's a little bit more expensive. I thought I'd just use the Amazon one at least to start. And I keep that in the drawer with my Vision Pro. So when I sit on my my comfy chair and strap in, I've got a keyboard and trackpad in my lap. And I found using shortcuts, so long as I have a keyboard and trackpad, is, is quite pleasant. It's not a problem at all. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to me that you can use a trackpad, but you can't use a mouse. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying one is better than the other. They both have their advantages. But I find it intriguing that there's only, um, you know, the ability to add a trackpad. Um, and one of the things that I was wondering with this is on iPad, you can set up a series of, of gestures like you can even use hot corners on iPad OS. Yes, folks, seriously. Hot corners are a thing in, in the mouse and trackpad settings on iPad OS, and they can even trigger shortcuts. It's amazing. But I was wondering what sort of things are there like that for Vision OS? Because I can imagine hot corners don't work so well because there There's are no, no corners. corners in a <laughs> yeah. sphere. Um, we so, don't need you know, corners where we're going. Yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine imagine if there was like hot doors where, you know, whenever you could see a door, if you clicked on it, then like a physical door in reality, if you clicked on it, then, then, then you know, something would happen. That would be kind of cool. Um, but, um, you know, what, what is, you know, what is there to, to trigger shortcuts right now and other automation like things, you know, are there, uh, it, does it tie into focus modes? Um, so when you are focusing on a particular thing, does that have the same sort of automation possibilities um, with, you know, the settings or not? Okay, so focus modes exist, but they're in the control center. They're kind of hard to trigger. Um, we're going to do a live experiment later in the show with some of that to see what we can automate. I can tell you the focus of my automation with it so far has been like, how can I set up better and create things? And the answer is not really, uh, you know, because there is no window arrangement scheme in the vision pro. Like there's no automation for it right now. You can't say, put this on the left side because there is no left side. You know, everything is just out there. Yeah. If, feels like this is something that is going to get better right with with time because um you know there there very clearly is a left and a right um yeah. it's the left and the right of where you're currently looking but they're going to have to figure out 
you know, what, what that means um, for, for all these things. Because, you know, when you, when you open apps or if you use the split screen apps action on Mac OS, it very much works the same way that, um, you know, the iPad does where it kind of makes things full screen and so on. And that's, you know, not really what you want on macOS. And so I'm, I'm not blaming the shortcuts team here, to be clear. This is, you know, the difficulty with all of these things and, and, and figuring out how do you translate something that works on iPad to something that works on a completely different operating system. But I think that there will be something that I take it the open app action definitely exists, right? So that yeah. you can open, you know, three or four apps that you would need and then you can arrange them manually, which isn't a great you know, start, but it, it's, you know, at least you can have a group of apps that you want to use together and, and open them all. Yeah. And anything specific to Mac, iPad or iPhone just doesn't work because this is a kind of a, a new, uh, it's an entirely new piece of hardware. It's a new operating system. They just doesn't have equivalents. Uh, but like one of my favorite shortcuts, and I've got tons of these is like the project creation shortcuts. Like we're going to make a new episode of Automators. Then it creates a calendar event. It creates the note. It creates the task list, and all that stuff works. Um, the The task list stuff didn't work when I used OmniFocus, but it does work with Reminders. Um, OmniFocus is on its way. They they have not at this point enabled the iPad app because I think that mm-hmm. any day now they're probably going to release a native version. So I the shortcut didn't have anywhere to go for that stuff. But if I yeah. modified it to use reminders or anything else that it could recognize. Uh, so all the project creation stuff works good. I really think that it's it's pretty useful for a lot of the shortcuts I do. But the the setup stuff, which I think this device needs shortcuts for, isn't there yet. Right. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, honestly, you know, going back to, to Omni Group um, and not having um, Omni Focus um, available on Vision Pro, I actually saw a really interesting uh, post on Macedon from Greg Hockenberry talking about uh, TOT, which is a text editor application that he, cre- he has. Um, yeah. And he made the iPad version available in the App Store. Um, and one user fortunately was very, very careful with how they did things, but they very nearly lost all of their data due to like a cloud kit syncing bug, which now he has to buy a Vision Pro to figure out. Like, because yeah. like, you know, he has to do that. So I, I'm personally all in favor of the Omni group going, we're not going to put OmniFocus on this without having tested it. Um, because yeah, I don't want to lose my entire task management system uh, to due to you know something not quite working right somewhere, and then something getting a little bit ha- happy with the sync, and then just nuking everything everywhere else. You know, Omni Group are, are are really helpful with their support and so on. So I'm sure they would be uh you know doing their absolute best to to help folks who who got a uh, you know hit by something like that. But at the same time, I I prefer their approach of uh, let's let's actually get a Vision Pro uh, in house and test it and see what happens before we release all the things. So uh, yeah, let's uh, fingers crossed that will uh, come through in the not too distant future for us. And the other thing is we record the show more than a week before it releases, so it's entirely possible when the show publishes it's already out there. But yeah, the the thing is there there's still a lot of work to be done on UI with this whole system. Like one of my gripes, in addition to the lack of an undo button is there should be some universal gesture control or something I can look at and wink at or something just to dick to, to kick off dictation because uh, dictation to me is such an integral part of this operating system. 
uh, you know, because I, voice control to me really, really works in this Vision OS, but there's no way to start it. You have to go into a text field and then you have to have a microphone button show up on a virtual keyboard and then press that. It just seems to me very, you know, it just seems to me very fiddly and it should be a lot easier to just start talking and have it dictate your text. But, but, the, and, and there are apps coming on. We're going to talk about some of those in the future, but it is an interesting new platform and automation is entirely shortcuts based at this point. And a lot mm-hmm. of the shortcut stuff that you would think would work does work. Like if you want to open a new uh, notes document and populate it with some text, absolutely. It will do that. Uh, but when you get to window management, then you get into trouble because there's just no way to cover it. Right. One of the things I thought was interesting was that a lot of shortcuts I've made over the years, like when I want to watch a movie, I have a shortcut to set the lights just right in the room. And you don't need to do that with this because everything is done in the device. If I want to watch a movie, it dims the lights through the device. So I can have the lights on in the room fully terrible, you know, circumstances for watching a movie. And yet I can still watch a movie in the dark. And it's just kind of a mind bender when you think about it. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. And I think that this is one of the things that really is going to make this such a good productivity tool when we get there. You know, being able to select, I want this environment and I want these three apps. And I would like, you know, this app to be kind of like off to my left, um, you know, where I can move my head to see it, but I won't like just see it in my peripheral vision. Um, And, you know, I want these two apps in front of me and I want this music playing and so on. That is going to be an amazing productivity setup for for people who, who just like to be able to like dive in and be like, okay, I, you know, channeling your inner CGP gray, you know, I want to be on a plane, uh, you know, and I want, you know, this obsidian open and that's, and I want plane noise. Um, And just being able to create an environment like that, which is an environment that you enjoy working in is, you know, pretty awesome. Yeah. I did a blog post on my, my writing cabin, you know, that I've been talking about. And Mm -hmm. the idea is it's in Yosemite I've got, I'm using notes currently, although Simon has a text editor that, that is, I've been experimenting with, but you know, so I've got a writing app, I've got the environment of Yosemite, and sometimes I may have Safari open for research, but in general, it's an isolated writing environment. And I've been using that on, you know, vision pro. So like when I, I just make a list of things that need to get written and then I just sit in the chair, put the keyboard in my lap and I go to Yosemite and it like is already starting where my brain is like just triggers writing mode. Okay. You're at Yosemite, just like people who go to the coffee shop to answer email or whatever. And it really works. And the ability to create it artificially in the chair next to my desk is, is pretty amazing. But just think about a future where rather than me have to dial in the environment, select the proper environment, get the app, put the app in the center, you know, all of the steps that you take to set it up and granted, it's not super difficult, but just think if you could just push a button and have that happen for you. I think that is exactly the kind of automation I'd like to see develop on this platform. Yeah, yeah. And I think that this is one of those things as well where this, you know, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not officially being sold as a developer hardware uh, kit, but it kind of is a developer hardware kit and very early adopter kit because, you know, the people like you and, you know, people like me who, who don't necessarily have one yet are the people who are going to come up with, you know, these are the combinations of things that I would like to be able to, you know, 
have happen with a very quick click. Um, and, you know, thanks to things like that, Finn Voorhees, uh, son of John Voorhees at Mac Stories, you know, created like a, a little sort of widget app where you can just stick a shortcut anywhere you want. Um, and so you can then look at it and and tap and, you know, you tap your, your index finger and your thumb together and then you run, you know, a shortcut, which is something that you know, didn't exist natively in Vision OS, but things like that, you know, I'm I'm not hoping that Finn gets uh, Sherlocked at all. But at the same time, I feel like that's the sort of thing that should end up being built into the operating system. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed Finn will find ways to uh, enhance uh, his application so that it can continue uh, being available to everybody. But, you know, we're, we're going to find out about these things because people are experimenting with it. Um, and it's not going to be exactly the same as a uh, what uh, the uh, folks at Apple necessarily imagined, uh, which, you know, I think is quite exciting because, you know, it's only when people actually get their hands on stuff that it really, you know, starts evolving and and, and working or not working. Um, however, you know, people might want or expect. Yeah, I mean, as we record this, we're just a little over a week of this thing being the wild. But Finn's app is a good example. You put a shortcut button on the lights you don't put them on the light switch you literally put them on the lights and you just look up at the lights and you tap it and then it turns the lights on and it's like that that kind of stuff is cool and uh but it's just the first week it's like you know you go back to the phone days and when the phone first came out like a very popular app was the beer app you know where you had the glass of beer and if you turn the phone on its side it looked like it was emptying the beer if you held it to your mouth i mean Mm -hmm. We're at the beer app stage of Vision OS. I mean, people are going to come up with some really good automation ideas for this, I think, as it gets out there. Um, one app I wanted to know, it's not entirely automation, but I find it very useful, is uh, Iiko, A-I-K-O. Um, it's artificial intelligence. It's using the the Whisper Sync engine, and it downloads the whole thing to the device. I actually wrote the developer because I said, before I talk about this on my podcast, what's your... You know, are you collecting data or are you monetizing, you know, I, what's your privacy policy? He wrote me back, very nice guy. He said, no, everything, the engine is downloaded to your device. So it's going to use a bit of your your memory, but it's an AI speech to text engine. And this is perfect for VisionOS. You just start talking and it uses an artificial engine to go through and, and correct it and put in paragraph breaks and and, and punctuation, and it does a really good job. So you can just go in there and start talking, and then you've got a bunch of text you can use. I think that's kind of a form of automation, at least. Yeah, I definitely say it is. And things like this are, you know, it, it's such a different kind of tool to what you would need. You know, you might need this or want this on your Apple Watch, but you're not going to read this back on your Apple Watch, are you? If you have something, you know, like record it and and transcribe it, this is what sort of just press record or similar is for, because it records it and then you can transcribe it and look at it on your phone later. Whereas on Vision Pro, you are really going to, you know, want to be able to transcribe audio, potentially even not just your own audio, but audio from other people speaking around you and and see it. you know, so that you can transcribe it. And I feel like just the concept of Vision Pro, you know, I've heard lots of people talk about it and I feel like I'm, until I've actually tried it, um, I'm still not going to be able to to really uh, put it into to words and even then maybe not. But I feel like because, you know, virtual reality and augmented reality are such a fundamentally different way of interacting with our devices, the way that we then want to automate these devices um, and therefore also the way that we want to interact with them 
is going to be very alien um, to you know how how we do things on Mac OS and iOS and iPad OS. You know, you you have uh, you know a keyboard connected to your Vision Pro, so I take it you still have you have Spotlight um, and so on available to you, um, but you don't have the ability to like hide an app. I think it was I was hearing like Command H doesn't work. Oh no, Command Tab. That's it. Command Tab. Yeah. doesn't exist right now. So you can't switch between applications because you switch between applications by looking at them. So of course, you know, you just look from, you know, I'm looking at my actual monitor right now and I can see, you know, the Zoom call. And if I wanted to activate that, I'd just look at that and then do whatever it is I wanted. But obviously on my Mac, I have to either click on it or use my keyboard to command tab to switch to it, um, which actually, oddly enough, activates the wrong Zoom window. That's very weird. Um, but, you know, there's there's all of these different ways of interacting with things, which is just so interesting. And I'm so excited by the automation possibilities that this is going to bring to us. This episode of The Automators is brought to you by Vitaly. Go to vitaly.io slash automators for a new era of customer success productivity and get a free pair of AirPods Pro when you book a qualified meeting. Customer success teams today are facing a problem. How do they connect customer data back to their work? Vitaly changes that. It's a new kind of customer success platform, an all-in-one collaborative workspace that combines your customer data with all the capabilities you expect from today's project management and work platforms. Because it's designed for today's customer success team, that's why Vitaly operates with unparalleled efficiency, improves net revenue retention, and delivers best-in-class customer experiences. It's the solution to helping your customer success team keep a better pulse on your customers, which maximizes productivity, visibility, and collaboration. You can boost your bottom line by driving more revenue per customer with Vitaly. And if you take a qualified demo of Vitaly, get a free pair of AirPods Pro. So, if you're a customer success decision maker actively seeking CS solutions, working at a B2B software as a service company with 50 to 1,000 employees, and you're willing to explore changing customer success platforms if you already have one in place, schedule your call by visiting vitally.io slash automators and get that free pair of AirPods Pro. That's V-I-T-A-L-L-Y dot I-O slash automators for a free pair of AirPods Pro when you schedule a qualified meeting. And our thanks to Vitaly for their support of the automators and all of Relay FM. All right, Rose, so I know you have some questions for me about Automation Vision Pro. Hit me. Okay, so let's start with the simple things. Focus modes. Are there focus mode filters uh, available on Vision Pro? And if so, what are they? No. The um, So focus modes... You are in the settings, which you can trigger manually. You can use shortcuts to trigger them, which is great. You can also mm-hmm. use them as automation triggers, but there is no filters. It's just the usual, like, what people and apps are you going to let in uh, options for the focus modes. You don't get the same filters you get on iPhone and iPad or Mac. Even. Okay. Well, that that's interesting. I feel like this is something that will come at some point, um, you know, with with, you know, because, you know, focus mode filters came later. They didn't come in the first version of um, focus modes on iPhone and iPad. So that's something that's going to come. But you said magic words there. Automations. Are you telling me that Shortcuts on Vision Pro has the automations tab? Sort of. Uh, because it, okay. doesn't, it doesn't have location aware uh, automation mm-hmm. triggers. But it does have the, right. 
if you look in the sidebar, it says automations. You can go in there. You can access. I mean, the ones that showed up for me were largely my HomeKit automations. Oh, well, that's the existing ones, right? Because you, you hadn't created any new ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I hadn't created any device-specific ones. But there is a plus button there. And if you hit it, you get the automation triggers that make sense on a Vision Pro, uh, which is... Right. Uh, in fact, you and I, we did a little... We're, we're cheating a little bit. We shared... I shared with you a screenshot when we were talking about it. So mm-hmm. you've got like the time stuff. Um, you've got the yeah, stuff. Yeah, and your alarm. Yeah. You've got the ones related to your focus modes, like when you turn on or off a of focus mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were the others? Um, so you've got email and message, yeah. Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, um, and you've got airplane mode, but you don't have app triggers, which is kind of interesting because app triggers are available on iPhone and iPad. You know, so when this app opens or is activated, um, you know, uh, run this shortcut, that's not available on Vision Pro, I guess, because you could be very easily activating a lot of apps in very quick succession by accident. You know, you sort of glance at one and then you glance at the next one and, you know, it's in the middle of running your, your um, you know, Safari shortcut and then and then you activate um, shortcuts and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and I think you said you've got the sound recognition uh, option yes. as well, which is yes. uh, from the accessibility settings. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm intrigued to see what what becomes possible because we know that the automations tab on the iPhone and the iPad is not the only way to run shortcuts. The accessibility settings, like double and triple tap on the back of your device on um, your iPhone um, and hot corners on iPad, can also trigger shortcuts. So I guess at some point we'll we'll get a somebody will go and do a deep dive and figure out all of those options um, on Vision Pro as well. I think what we're going to get, I think what they shipped was what they could ship, right? And yes, you know, absolutely. They, they gave us iPad shortcuts. It uh, it largely works. They disabled parts that don't make sense, like location awareness and things like that, because this device really isn't location aware. You've got to have it connected to Wi-Fi, like whereas an iPhone is something that makes more sense for that. If I had to bet a nickel, I'd say in June when they announce the next iOS version or the next Vision OS version, that Shortcuts is going to probably have its own app and hopefully have Vision OS specific actions. Because like I was saying earlier, like why can't we trigger an environment via Shortcut? And you know, mm-hmm. there's just a whole bunch of stuff like with some form of window management or like just center it in front of me or whatever there or adjust the sizing to a particular size um as well yeah i i just feel like there's work to be done there and it's not done yet but the yeah. the basics of it like you know the things i want uh, some of the stuff i want at least now is there like i'll be in vision os and decide i want to trigger a shortcut to create a blog post on this thing i'm reading and it will give me a link to the source material. It'll create the Apple note. It'll create the task list and the, you know, the calendar items and all the various bits and pieces I do with a project creation shortcut. And those work fine. Um, Triggering focus modes works. So um, like the way that you trigger focus modes in vision OS is, is tedious. You've got to go to the settings app and then scroll down to focus and then go find the one you want. It's very manual. Whereas a shortcut, you know, I can just press a shortcut or trigger a shortcut and it'll do it for me and all that stuff works. So I'm, I'm thankful for what we have, but I also wish there was a lot more. Uh, Although because this is a generation one device, I'm not surprised that it doesn't have everything yet. 
Yeah. And also, you know, with all of these things, we're going to see, you know, changes over time. Originally, um, you know, on iPad and iPhone, we couldn't automatically run shortcuts when you connected uh, to a specific Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, uh, you know, connection or, you know, and we couldn't automatically run shortcuts, uh, you know, when messages arrived or emails arrived and so on. We had to manually tap to run. And it's only after a lot of feedback that Apple eventually conceded that, okay, if people really want to be able to do this, like really, really want to be able to do this, then sure, go ahead, let them do it. Um, and I feel like this is something that we are going to see evolve over time with Vision OS as well. So, you know, we're, we're, we're just going to have to see what happens there. But at the same time, I don't think, you know, the fact that we can't do this just yet, I don't think that, that that's going to be a huge problem. And fingers crossed, you know, we'll see some changes. Um, you know, Vision OS uh, 1.0.3 has come out with the ability to reset your passcode if you forget it. Um, that's out already. Um, and Vision OS 1.1 is in beta. For, it's in developer beta, to be clear. Um, I don't think there's a public beta of it. And it's kind of like the Apple Watch. I'm not sure, you know, how willing people should be to just throw a beta on their Vision Pro uh, because I don't know how easy that thing is to restore if it goes wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of changes in a very short period of time, which is one of the reasons why I'm I'm holding back uh, on this because, you know, I I want when I get there to not have exactly the same experience as I first had on the iPad. Of, oh, this would be really cool if XYZ existed. Um, and I think with the Vision Pro, it'll be a little bit more jarring because it'll be like, oh, but this does exist on the iPad, but it doesn't exist on Vision Pro right now. Um, so I'm I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that you know all, the, all those folks like me who haven't got a Vision Pro yet are going to get a really great experience when they first get to try it. But as it is, you know, it sounds pretty awesome already. Well, I'll, I'll say that I am usually fearless about betas, and I am not interested in putting the beta on this one because <laughs> I. I I am. It's just not clear. I don't want to be the first one down that coal mine. You know, <laughs> the uh, yeah. what I would say also. So I want to talk just a minute about like uh, what would be my wish list for shortcuts because uh, and, and I'll, I've got a list here. The first thing is I think it needs a native app. You know, I get that it's launching with the iPad app, but um, the Vision OS is a superior experience with the native apps. And I, I don't see why you couldn't make a shortcuts native application and it would be slightly bigger touch targets. And just thinking it through, uh, I don't think it necessarily needs to be a knocked down version of shortcuts. I think that you could have all the actions. You should be able to build them and move them kind of with a wink and a nod to the fact that it's a lot easier with a keyboard and attached trackpad. Uh, but I think they should at least aim for a version of it where you can make rough edits and do things with just your eyes and your mm-hmm. fingers. Um, but I, I hope they do that. And I, I think that that needs to exist. I don't want this uh, shortcuts app to be relegated to an iPad app on vision OS forever. And yeah. uh, honestly, I'd like to see that sooner rather than later. Cause I feel like you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. The other thing I would like to see them do with a with Vision OS and shortcuts is really dig deep on all of these new features and ideas that this does, uh, where we should be able to automate it here. Like, why not have, you know, uh, actions for environments, actions for app uh, and window locations? I also think that there is some opportunity here to solve some of the current problems, like have a trigger to to trigger dictation 
You know, why not, you know, because obviously you can start a dictation through the keyboard. Why not turn that into an action? Uh, and then right. all of a sudden I could like combine that into other shortcuts on vision OS. Um, I'd also like to see them look into some of the, the, I guess, more detailed problems you're having. Like for instance, shooting video on this thing, it looks fine when you're wearing it, but the video itself comes out very kind of like, um, it moves around a lot. Cause anytime your head tilts or moves to the slightest, the video moves and maybe they could yeah. introduce a like locked in stabilization kind of thing where it, it just, you know, treats the head as stable during the video shoot. Maybe that's just yeah. a screencaster problem, but but I feel like that's the kind of stuff shortcuts should be good at fixing for us. Yeah, yeah. And fingers crossed, you know, we're we're gonna see the, you know, all of these things slowly improve over time because, you know, there's there's only so much thing can come with a 1.0 edition, right? And I yeah. feel like the obvious example is um that um focus mode filters aren't there like focus mode filters and i feel like focus mode filters probably ought to be there i suspect they intended for it to be there and it got missed as an oversight or there was a crunch and whoever was working on it had to say oh, no we're not we're not putting this in the 1.0 but fingers crossed that'll be there soon and you know that this is the sort of thing that we you know will hopefully um you know eventually see in the not too distant future with with stuff like that because focus mode filters you know it's it's stuff like being able to say like okay when i open you know drafts uh filter me to this workspace um or when i open mail like filter my my mailbox to 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 just you know this account or these two accounts and things like that and i feel like that is an obvious extension of the the automation that people expect from this sort of thing, but we're just going to have to, uh, you know, wait and see what happens in the betas because yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting, hopefully. Yeah. And it's interesting because the, uh, we always heard kind of in the rumor mill that the hardware was done and the software was, was some of the delay on the release of the product, but a lot of the software isn't there. Like it's shocking to me that the reminders app doesn't have a native vision OS application. I mean, mm. reminders. I mean, that's Apple's big push at a task manager app, um, you know, and it's not a native app or, or calendar that, you know, the native calendar app is fantastic, Al. It's not the Apple calendar app because they didn't get a native app out. And it, like I said, it's a subpar experience. They're, they're not terrible. Some of the iPad apps work fine. I feel like the day one app works pretty good, but the cat, you know, when you have a native vision OS app, it's just a better experience when you're in that headset. And it's just a little surprising to me. Like I can almost forgive shortcuts because of the nature of the application, but I feel like the productivity apps should have been there. Yeah. And I think, I think this is one of these things as well, like shortcuts in particular, it makes sense for them to be focusing on, you know, all of the other things, right. So that they, um, you know, they don't have to, uh, you know, create something that then like they've spent all this time creating it and you're like oh great amazing shortcuts is there on vision os and that's like asterisk but none of the actions are right because that's what you don't want like shortcuts yeah. to be a great native app and then none of the actions that you want to be there because of um just the, the simple fact that you know none of the apps that things are using are there yet so yeah, fingers crossed we will actually see 
you know, all of this happen in the not too distant future with all of these things. But as it is, we'll have to wait and see. I feel like for the, me, the priority on shortcuts was make sure the pipes are connected. Like when he clicks a focus mode shortcut, make sure the focus mode turns on and mission accomplished. It does that. Um, but I, I feel like there are several more steps there, you know, native app, um, uh, vision OS specific actions, all that stuff remains to be done. And, uh, and hopefully we get it, but I wouldn't be surprised if that stuff doesn't show up until June or later. Yeah. June to September seems realistic. Yeah. But in my heart, I'd really like to see it. Like when they, they make the announcements at WWDC and say, and we have a native reminders app, a native calendar app, a native shortcuts app. And you know, app specific or or platform specific actions and shortcuts, like you know, just kind of like finish that that rollout yeah. with stuff. I I'd be disappointed if we got to the next version of 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 um, iOS or Vision OS and all those apps are still iPad apps. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, if the shortcuts team doesn't have a huge number of people working on it, I in some ways would rather they spent their time working on, um, you know, the iPad app and the iPhone app and the Mac app um, and making those greater and bringing those changes across to to Vision Pro with it in its current iPad form. And then as the Vision Pro gets more popular, then spending the time um, after they've had feedback from people about how they want it to work and what they feel like they're missing um, to, to be able to integrate that because otherwise, you know, there's there's so many, so many hours in a day. And with all these things, you know, it it is... It's, it's not a choice of yes and, it's usually either or, and it's an exclusive, you can have this or you can have that, but you cannot have both. Um, and, you know, in, in an ideal world, of course, we would have both um, for everything. But at the same time, I wouldn't want the shortcuts team to be put under a huge amount of pressure to, to create something that then, you know, is not something that we, you know, that most people can use. Because while Vision Pro is not available outside of the United States, you know, there's a limited audience for very understandable reasons. So, you know, if I can't buy one, um, you know, I'm I'm not the only person not in the US who loves shortcuts. So fingers crossed, yeah. you know, as it as it becomes more available around the world, it will also become, you know, uh, more available within, with regards to the software that is on it. Yeah, I'm, and that's something of human mind as a relative platform size. I think, I think the estimates are, you know, if Apple's really... Um, fortunate and able to get all the parts that they're going to sell a million of these, whereas there are billions of iPhones. So, so I understand yeah. the relative importance of the platforms, but uh, I also want it all. And I want this to yeah. be something where shortcut just one more place that shortcuts is a happy, uh, you know, app that does really good things for people that use it. So hopefully that comes. Yeah. I mean, we also have to remember the chicken and the egg problem, right? Microsoft's Windows phone. It was never really popular because there weren't really any apps. And so there weren't users because there weren't apps, but there weren't apps because there weren't users. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Vision Pro is, you know, it's it's potentially in danger of having that same problem of developers won't spend time working on it because it's a very expensive piece of hardware that most users won't purchase, but most users won't purchase it unless the apps that they're looking for aren't there. And, you know, we see, you know, there there have been these headlines about things like, you know, the YouTube app not being available on Vision Pro and things like that. And, you know, Christian Salik, the creator of um, Apollo for Reddit, which unfortunately had to close down because of Reddit's changes, um, also created Pixel Pals. He created a great YouTube app for this. But the headlines are still that there isn't a YouTube app, not that there's a great alternative YouTube app. 
So, you know, we're, we're going to have to wait and see uh, what happens there. But I'm hoping that because this is Apple um, and the Apple name is behind it, the Apple branding is on it and it's Apple hardware, that we're going to see this be incredibly popular. Um, and this this won't be like another air power charging pad where, uh, you know, it gets talked about and, you know, this time it's got all the way out, but hopefully it will continue to be there and be available for everyone. Well, I'm actually very optimistic on that front for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, the the notable exceptions, YouTube and Netflix, they had perfectly working iPad apps, but chose not to make them available. I mean, so they actually actively took themselves out of yeah. this platform. And I think that's more corporate politics than than uh, app developer questions. And and actually, since it's released, I've heard from multiple developers. You and I know a lot of developers. You are a developer who are like now getting on board and saying, okay, I wanted to get the hardware in my hands before I started doing something, but now I've yeah. got some ideas. And, and Apple has created an architecture where making an app for the iPad or the iPhone is very similar to making an app for Vision OS. So it's not the kind of boil the ocean product that you have to do uh, to to show up on the platform. If you already know how to make an app for the other Apple platforms, it's not going to be that hard to make one here. Um, just like the Ico app is a good example. It's a simple AI, you know, uh, voice to text app, but he made it for iPhone, iPad, and Mac. And then when the Vision OS came out, he made a version for that and it looks good. And it, it's, you know, it's a native app that does a simple thing. And there's a lot of apps out there that do a simple thing that could come over to Vision OS uh, pretty quickly if the developers decide to to support it. Yeah. So we'll just have to uh, wait and see. But fingers crossed, it can only get better from here on out. Yeah. This won't be the last time we talk about uh, automation with Vision OS. Maybe the next time we talk about it, Rose will have a headset. But the... um. But if not, uh, I will carry the load for you, Rose. I will. I've spent the money now, so I'm in. Um, and uh, and we'll see how that goes. So we'll we'll be checking on that. Let us know your questions about automation on Vision OS if you're interested, and and we'll keep that in mind with future programming. Yeah. Either way, we are the um, Automators Podcast. You can find us over at relay.fm slash automators. Uh, thank you to our sponsor today, and that's our friends at Vitally. We appreciate the support. Uh, if you wanted to join the forums, we have a great forum for the show over at talk.automators.fm. Lots of great automation questions getting answered over there. You can check that out. And for those of you who are Automators Max members, stick around. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Goodbye, folks.